to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. The tourists come over to chill on the beach. But they don't come over the hill where we sleep. We got nightmares and they got fantasies. No sanity, it's just insanity. My mommy hoping nothing happens to me. But welcome to another episode of Everything Cool. You know, me with a different look. You know, I like to keep it funky with my shades and my headwear. But you know, everything cool gonna be everything cool regardless. So today we have a very interesting guest. We tell y'all we was worldwide, but y'all y'all ain't believe us. We have another Bahamian doing extraordinary things on the global stage. I just met it, came across him about two weeks ago, but that's how things is go. We just work in the spirit. Just trying to push this message forward of trying to, you know, bring together Bahamian unity and things like that. So I'd like to introduce you guys. Actually, before I introduce our guests, I got to introduce myself. You know what it is. The former, your favorite side, the Negus of Nassau, St. Antoine Alexander, Lord Jalen Willard. And we inhale with the shaman. A.K. Kong Salad. Introduce Kong yourself. Salad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need Kong Salad, bro. Kong Salad with no conk. That's right. an inside joke for those who know. Well, we got Marco. What's and, going on? And then we got Rated PG. I said we got PG 1-3 in 3D. In yeah. 3D, yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, we have our guest, Mr. Nico Neely. Rico Neely, my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, Nico, you Nico just for today. <laughs> Mr. Rico Neely, and welcome to the show, sir. And we, what we always do on this show, we always like to start off the show with the Bahamian word, phrase, or saying of the day. And I'm going to give that distinction to you today to go about. Oh, well, I don't even know. Uh, I guess, oh, Gugamite. Oh, Gugamite. I know that in years. So Gugamite, what does what does that mean? That's like an ugly person. Like know? an ugly person. <laughs> <laughs> like, how you spell it? Spell that for the viewers at large. Because you know question. I think the non-Bahamian viewers. The non-Bahamian viewers. I think it's G-U-G-U-M-I-T-E. Gugamite. Yeah, okay. Gugamite. All right. I like that. So Mr. Neely is motivational speaker, right? Uh, not too. <laughs> motivational speaker. Soon to be book publisher. He saw the show and he was like, yo, I got to be a part of this. So now, like, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, what brings you here to Nassau? Because he's based actually in New York. Okay, so basically, uh, I went off to school back in 2016. Uh Uh, I went to study culinary arts and hospitality management. But before that, I was on... Okay. Yeah, before that, I actually was on the national culinary team of the Bahamas, mm. and I was team captain for the national junior culinary team. Hey. Of the Big celebrity. <laughs> and so we went to Barbados, and we became junior culinary team of the, of the Caribbean. Cool. Um, fast forward to more years, I started modeling, and I published a book as of recently. That was in the quarantine, actually. Okay. Mm. So I published my book, my very first book, and I started a self-publishing company. Um, so basically, I help people self-publish their books. So... Whatever struggles and things I went through, I don't, 
I don't want people out to like do like go through the same things. As right. Me. So it's like, all right, let me help you. Let me help you publish your book. Let me help you make your dream a reality. So exactly. that's me in a nutshell, pretty much. That's great. Brian, like you just said a mouthful from yeah, very respectful. From 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 the junior national culinary team and the senior team to you being a mom. like how did you jump from being uh is it chef? Would you yeah. are you considered a chef? Yeah. Okay, you go away from being a chef to being a model to being a book publisher. It's to- a lot of different disciplines. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, being in New York, I wanted to like take advantage of the fact that I am in New York. Yeah. So it's like I could do literally anything I want to do. Right. But the problem then was like I didn't know who to connect to, like what to do. Um, but well, as you can see, I'm very skinny. So hey. I tried to put on weight for like years. So I was like, you know what? I can't put on weight. So let me like monetize it. So that's mm. how I felt good about like the way I look. And so I started modeling and one thing led to the next and it became a thing. I actually walked in New York Fashion Week. Um, Interesting. Yeah, Man, so you got to send us clips of all that things. We have a bait time. Right. <laughs> so that, real quick, okay. a little montage. Like right, a I montage, you, like, you. you know. I can send it. And so I did that. Oh, I also like teach people how to cook as well. Okay. So yeah, I do that. And I do it like every year. So um, when I was in school, I used to come back every August. Yes, I hosted every August. But this year it's going to be like a little different because, you know, like the co- like COVID and everything. Yeah, right. COVID I'm just trying up. to figure out yeah. if we're going to do like a virtual thing or if I'm just going to like invite people and like bring some people over to Nassau mm. and just do like. I don't know, special? I'm not sure yet. I mean, you could do it anyway, because it's like everybody. I just like watched some last night where Kenny the Jetsman is having like a virtual basketball camp where he's going to have basketball players live. Like mm. if you want to pay for the instruction for two hours, yeah. you can have like a WNBA or NBA player, current player, like, you know, go through the drills and stuff like that with you in mm. prime time. So, you know, yeah. COVID. Pretty fire. True. Yeah. True. But I don't know. I want to do something that's like different that's like different because right now i actually like host classes every thursday and every tuesday with this transitional home back in new york okay so basically these women who just came out of prison and children whose parents are in prison so Mm. i teach them how to like whatever you want to learn how to make honestly i teach them how to make it and so i don't know i want to do something different i want to do something different i want something that's going to excite me you know it has to be fun for me so if you're the one teaching it and it isn't fun then it's like right you, you sense that energy okay but I did like you just said a lot. So I trying to cut it. Let's uh, let's take it in parts, and then we can get to uh, the book publishing bit. Yeah. So, what made you want to say I want to be a chef and then take my talents to New York? That being basically one of the biggest epicenter of arts, culture, fashion, anything. If you you like basically that being one of the biggest stages in the world, and right. you saying I'm gonna make my mark in this. City of bright lights and you know the the whole clean in the city of Gotham, like you know. Yeah. And you saying you from the Bahamas and I wanna go there and I wanna make my mark. Honestly, well I've been cooking my entire life. So my grandmother used okay. to teach me how to cook. And then my grandmother, my father. So that's like who laid down the foundation for me. Then I got a coach. And so from there, that's when I started competing. And then, you know, I started meeting other people, like the people on the national team, and like, you know, uh-huh. along the way. Um, but going to New York. I actually wasn't supposed to go to New York. I was supposed to go to school in Florida. Interesting. And I ended up getting a full scholarship to Monroe College. Okay. But mm-hmm. I really did not want to go. Yeah. Because I yeah. was like, I am going to Johnson & Wales. That was my dream school. Yeah, that's what and, a lot of them in school. Right? Mm-hmm. And so um, my father was like, you know, let's 
go off to financial security. But I feel like it was the best decision ever, honestly. Because, I mean, it's New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong with New York. Yeah. yeah. But my whole thing is, like, I went to New I'm not like one of them behemoths who be like, I want to go off and I don't want to come back. Mm. My thing is, I want to go get what I could get, like get the like create a network, get like the people and bring it back home. I'm gonna say it again for the, for the people in the camera because we you on we on a streak, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, say so, say it again for those people so they could like you know absorb what you just said mm. and let it sit in their brain. What you trying to do? So my thing is, I want to go off. Get what I could get, like get the connections, get the knowledge, get all of that and bring it back home. Because then it's like, why not make the Bahamas a place where, you know, you want to come back to? But if everyone's leaving and like taking their talents elsewhere, it's like, right. you know. Right. And, and then even to that, right, I ain't got a problem with you wanting to stay in. Yeah. My thing is c- keep connections, but I don't assimilate to whatever they be behaving in that space, but connect back to home and other behemoths different. Yeah. And that's what all mm-hmm. we trying to do. You know, um, with this platform or other platforms, it's like, yo, okay, you in this space, let's connect or whatever. Because that's the only way we can be stronger and, you know, be different in the midst of, like, spaces where, okay, we might blend in, but we want to stand out and we got something to bring. Real. And another thing is, I feel like with behemoths, like, when they come back from school, it's like, all right, we stuck on an island. I mean, you could always jump on a plane exactly. and do what you want to do. So yeah. even if I decide to say, oh, I don't want to be in New York anymore and I want to live in Nassau today, I could always jump on a plane and continue doing what I'm doing. So, okay, right. just got to schedule it. You got to be disciplined yeah. with your time. That's all. Yeah. 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 So it's like, what's the difference? Exactly. Like, yeah. you know, because it's like, that's what I always say. It ain't nothing to me. Okay, like how, okay, we reconnected and you live in New York. Yeah. You think we ain't about to... When COVID opened up, you think I am about to come to New York and hit you up? No. You should. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm like, right. fam, I'm like, yo, I, I in this city for X amount of time yeah. or whatever. And that's what we've been doing with, you know, because I used to go to school in Atlanta, lived there for five years. Hmm. Like, I'm going to go back or yeah. whatever, whoever there, whether it be in Miami or Orlando, I know people there. I'm going to go there. Marco been to school in LA. Okay, we got to connect in LA. Let's go. Or whatever. I ain't gotta be restricted to Nassau or build a company based on what we could do in Nassau. We live in a global village now. Real right. Real Everyone just bridging the gap right now. So yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. So so okay, so from culinary, so basically, how was it even getting him? Because I have a friend, um, Kevin Strakan. Like he we always have different conversations and he told me about how he used to Model back, I think. I'm gonna put age on you, Kevin, but I can say back, <laughs> in the day, right? So, like, you know, he was telling me the, uh, the different experience how he used to model, and he's like, like, because you like six two, like six four ish. Okay, mm-hmm. he like six four. Kevin like the same height. So, how was it for you to get into the whole modeling industry and everything? Honestly, how did that happen? Okay, so I did a shoot in February, and that was like, I just did it to do it. Okay. That was that. But nothing happened until, I think that was that August. I ended up in the hospital. And okay. then, like, miraculously, I got healed. I was like, hey. okay, I got to go to church. So <laughs> church. Oh, man. And so I went to church, and I met this lady. Her name is Sarita. So I met Sarita. So she played the role as, like, she's like my publicist, basically. And okay. so I went to, like, a lot of events, and I met a lot of, like, like 
doorkeepers or gatekeepers, whatever mm, you want to call them. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how I really got in. And because I was like networking and meeting a lot of people, mm. that's how like I got into like more. That's how New York Fashion Week happened, and then that's my first runway. That's how that happened as well because I had like a team. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So like, how did? Okay, so when when you first like you know was invited to New York Fashion Week and was on the runway, like, did you had any prior modeling experience? Were you a trend, or that was a part of the process leading up to that point? Honestly. I'd be honest with you, like I just figuring it out as I but the prodigy. No, but I had like I did like two shows prior to that. Okay. But even that show, like I worked for this guy named Adrian Alessio. Okay. And so that show was just like crazy because initially I had on like this outfit. It was like this maroon fit, and I wasn't supposed to have on a shirt originally. Okay. And mind you, I was like the skinniest person mm. on this line, right? Yeah. And so what's even more crazy is I got like kept, I got booked for the show like two days prior to the show. Oh. Right. So, anyways, maybe long story short, um, right before I got onto the runway, he looked at me and he was like, No, this fit's supposed to have a shirt. And then the stylist was like, No, you didn't make a shirt. For the for the fit, so he's like, he looked at this other guy. And he's like, take off your shirt, put on the shirt. And it was like fifteen people. It's like pitch black. I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> all these things, and it's like all I all I felt was like hands all over my body. It was like crazy, I didn't know <laughs> and it just like pushed me in the light. And it was like walk. And so like it's like two different runways. Uh-huh. And so like by the time as I reached the end of the first runways, when I actually caught myself, I was like, okay, okay, this is happening. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. so using some sort of triangle in it. Up until then, basically, yeah, because well, I was yeah. like, okay, I was trying to catch myself because it's right. like before then it was like, okay, it was normal, and then in a split second, it's like it's like pitch black. Right. Mm-hmm. My clothes are off. My clothes are off. New clothes are on me, right. and like they just push me. It's like, okay, right, do, like, do what you need to do. Wow. Flashing, all kind of yeah, uh, people right. looking up at you. Yeah, so that but it was lit though. That, was that hey. sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, so would you ever go to uh, Paris Fashion Week? And is Yo, that in the I really want to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. And like, okay, so what about also, like, did that help with your bookings afterwards um, with getting more model work or you just didn't really f- super focus on that element? Um, it actually did. Okay. Um, but even prior to that, I do like photo shoots and stuff like that. Okay. Because I know like a lot of designers, so they'd be like, oh, come to my, what they call it? My showroom. And then we do like a few shoots and stuff like that. Um, but honestly, I, at this point, I just... I tell people it's just like it's all God because mm. the things that I get, like the the quality of uh-huh. like the shoots and like the designers, these people, it only could be God, honestly. Right. Yeah. So it's right. like, all right, I'm just enjoying the ride. So whatever mm-hmm. comes, comes. Because if this like two years ago, if someone were to say, Oh, you're modeling and you publish a book, I wouldn't believe them on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And I what I already see about you, you're humble about all of this. Now you gotta be. Like, you thank know. you, right. Because, like, you know, so, someone, I know nine times out of ten, how old are you? I'm 20. Mm. Bro, you 20? Yeah, bro, yeah. <laughs> like, you know the tw- If I was 20 and you tell me I'm already an accomplished chef and I'm an accomplished model and I've been on New York Fashion, well, you wouldn't be able to talk to me. You wouldn't be able to talk to the average 20-year-old because it's like, Real. fam, I didn't reach a space in my life. Obviously, because I'm that young, I don't know no better to be like, Bro, mm-hmm. like just take it in yeah. one at a time. And as I age, that's when I okay. I realize, yo, you have to take things and stride. Nothing ain't promised. You just 
treated like an every other day. Right. So, right. you know, so like what sort of guided you to just be like, okay, this is just another opportunity to build myself and build my platform? Honestly? Like, I mean, I go based, like, I tell myself, at least I remind myself that, you know, like, you're up today, you're down tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, for me, my whole thing is like, I treat people the way I'd want to be treated. So like, yeah. if I'm in a conversation with you, I'm going to talk to you the way I want you to talk to me. So it's like, right. I don't want to have a conversation with someone who only want to talk about themselves. Right. And it's like, right. it makes yeah. me feel like, oh, I'm small. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. honestly, I would intentionally like not like mention certain things in certain conversations. I, I feel, a, you know, the person, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, I don't know. I just so like you know like okay so so you basically um what high school you graduated from uh, I graduated from Doris Johnson actually mm. um man listen <laughs> ain't no limits on this man right. <laughs> he graduated from high school sixteen and by twenty my boy then is already as a right. chef and already been on New York most fashion. people would assume because you came from a government, government school, school you can you go. have limitations that mm-hmm. like, say it again like if you had if you explain the story that you explain mm-hmm. people would uh, assume you came from a private school yeah, or right. maybe you didn't even go to school in the Bahamas yeah right? or even he didn't just come from just any private school that had to have been like Life or Key or St. Andrews or something but, yeah, you breaking the mold right now. Yeah, you like, letting people know that whatever background, whatever yeah. situations, you could excel. Yeah. So yeah, but you I make up yourself. Yeah, I mean, even I went to St. Anne's for like grade seven to grade eleven, but I graduated from Doors. Right. But uh. even then, it's like I appreciate the experience mm, because right, it's right. like it's a different. I don't want to say it's a different world because before I went to Doors, it was like I was expecting something. Mm. You know, you have an expectation. <laughs> yeah. Right? But it's like honestly, it was so chill. Like right. everyone's so chill, it was lit. Honestly, if I had a choice, if I had what? a choice, I honestly would, I would have went from like tenth grade, yeah. and then in port, I needed like the change of scenery because it's like you know when you're doing the same thing every day, yeah. it becomes like like I just don't like the same. I hate routine. Like yeah, I hate right. routine. So like yeah. that last year was like my best year simply because it was new. Everything was new. Mind you, who I graduate with from primary school. Like all of them went to Doris. So it's like I basically oh, like yeah, done now. Exactly. <laughs> so I basically knew everyone for mm-hmm. the most right. part, yeah. The interesting thing is a lot of greats came from Doris. Like, you know Bay Santana? The, uh, he, the name. Like, okay. <laughs> the rapper. You know the rapper, um the rapper. What's your boy name? XX Centacion. Right. He got like, from, he ain't come from Dora. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you know it's Cliff members only. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bay Santana, he's Bahamian. He he graduated from Doris too. Oh, I hear about it. My friend, one of my friends was telling me about that. Yeah, like I went to primary school with him. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, oh, like, you know. So, like, you, you, like, the thing about it is you, it don't matter, like, where you come from, but it's about how you finish and what's your what you mentality do, right? exactly. and how you approach things exactly. or whatever. Agreed. Like, you know. But it's crazy. So, okay, so after the fashion week, what else do you get? Because at 20 years old, what people won't understand is how did you really know what you wanted to do at such a young age and what keeps inspiring you to reinvent yourself? You don't want to stick to the norm. You don't want to get laden down and tired by just doing one thing. And that's obvious because you didn't tell me you're a chef, you're a model, and then you told you telling us what we're about to get into that you become a book publisher. So obviously, for you, it's always about finding the next exciting thing or yeah. something that can stimulate your mind and challenge you. Yeah, so my thing is, like, even in my house, like, everyone in my house owns a business. Like, my father mm. has a soft wash company. My mother, she has a 
non-for-profit actually. She has a non-for-profit named the Fabulous Wives Association. Mm -hmm. And she has her own hair salon. My sister, she has a tutoring company and she does photography. Right. And then here's me. I do yeah. <laughs> everything right. at this point. Um, but growing up, they always told us like, okay, they didn't want us to work a government job. Not saying that anything's wrong right. with that. No, yeah. right. But they were always like, you know, you look at certain positions and everyone... People who work a government job, like everyone have the same problems, everyone live in the same mm -hmm. house, yeah. you have the same lives, and it's like if you really want something different, you have to do different, right. to be different. Right. And so, um, I don't know, we just, we always had like free range to do whatever we wanted to do, but mm -hmm. I feel like entrepreneurship was always like embedded in me and my sister from like primary school, I remember. Um, so it was like two entrances. So we went yeah. through the side entrance. They closed it because apparently it was dangerous. How much primary school is it? This is Thelma Gibson. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Right. So we had to go like the main entrance by the main road. And so they also told us that we couldn't go to the store because, I don't know, we just couldn't go to the store. I don't know why. They told us we couldn't go to the store, but we couldn't go. <laughs> right. But me being me, I said, I'm going to go to the store because we buy marbles every day. Mm. Uh, I'm going to buy some marbles and I'm going to like sell these marbles for like, a crazy amount of money. <laughs> wow. So I used to do that every day. And my sister noticed I used to make a lot of money. So I said, come on, like $20 and $30. Man. And so... In primary school. Right? Yeah, and man. so my sister, she went ahead and she bought some marbles. I was like, here, come jump on this pound. Oh, like... Until... <laughs> Young wait, family she stole, business. She stole all my clients. Wow. <laughs> because they were like, oh, Rico, why buying your guppy for 75 Oh, she under yeah, 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 Yes, when yeah. Rico's selling her for 50 cents. Uh, I was like, yo, really? <laughs> But That's even crazy. then, it was just like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't, I don't like oxing people for stuff. I don't really, I never liked oxing my parents for money, even then. So it was like, I'm going to work for it regardless. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, to be different, you have to do different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you just have to like discover like what is your purpose. And people make it seem like so um, like grand and like so hard to do. Like once you find your purpose, like you discover like, no. Honestly, do what you like to do. Do mm -hmm. things that excite you. Mm -hmm. Do things that make you happy. Do right. things that, you know, say who you are. You know what right. I'm saying? And then in that, you find out what it is that you really like to do. Like me, I like helping people. Mm -hmm. So I remember, like, as I do, like, like the cooking classes every um, summer. Mm -hmm. And I was telling someone, I was like, I want to do this for, like, a living. Like, this is what I love to do. Like, I enjoy doing this. And they told me, like, you know, like, don't, like, like, the whole scene with, uh, do what you love and the money you follow, that ain't true. Mm. I am here to say it is very true. <laughs> Why okay? Because then it's like, it goes beyond the money. My whole thing is I rather be, I don't want to be poor, mind you, but yeah. I rather be like well off and happy than to be like super rich and not happy. Because right. you could have all the money in the world, you could have all these things and still not be happy. I want to feel that. satisfied with my life. You know, I want to uh -huh. be able to say, okay, I touched this person, I touched that person. And, you know, they were able to, like, be something because of something I said or mm -hmm. something that I gave to them, you right. know? So, it's that my whole thing is just, like, being able to inspire people. So, once I inspire you, I feel like, you know, job well done. And that's it. And so, you know, honestly, that's, like, with money. Currency, mm -hmm. it goes up and down. So, it's like, you could have a million dollars in the bank today. Yeah. Let's say something happens with the Bahamas, right? A million bohemian dollars. That could be worth like what two American dollars tomorrow, right? Like yeah. in the world we're living in today. But if I just you have like to say the royal right now, really exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, you never know. So it's like if you have influence, it's like that in itself. You could go anywhere in the world with influence yeah. and you know, right? Be valuable, right? Yeah. So yeah, because I, I always say like you know, knowledge is power and connections is powerful. Like was your net worth? Well, your network will determine your net worth. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. like you know. 
you can't you can't put a price on what who I connected to and what I got in my head or whatever and what what are my abilities are because it could always transition like okay for instance like you could go I could go anywhere in the world and be okay I'm a filmmaker by trade I could go anywhere and be that yeah. or I could go in any world and do the different other caveats that I do or you could go in any world a model and cook like you know once you got those different skills it's like okay you focus less on the money and you focus more on trying to I feel like when you put push like positivity in the universe you're gonna get it by it's like um what they call it the the law of attraction yeah the law yes. of attraction yes. i believe in that i do like manifestation so i feel mm. like what i want in life i will say it like i say it right. every morning I'm like i am great i am successful yeah that actually works i feel but you gotta put in the work too yeah you gotta put in the work <laughs> most definitely and i don't think people want to put in the work like okay it's like again you being only 20 I would imagine that to be proficient at what you do, you put in a lot of hours to master your craft. Yeah. And whether that being, you know, even even when it came to something new as it pertains to your modeling career, like I would assume that you put in a lot of extra hours to sort of try to close the gap to where you are and where you needed to be. True. And so like, you know, um, what you say, you know, you having a strong worth ethic as well as, you know, growing up, seeing, being around people that, like, you know, have their own businesses and always coming up with new ideas and not just trying to be this one thing. Yeah. Did that, like, heavily influence you to, like, from young to be like, all right, I know what I want to do and this is how you're going to go about it? What? I don't even know. When I was younger, <laughs> when I was younger, I have this thing. Listen, I was, uh, I was head over heels for Jesus, okay? okay. Oh, I still yeah. love God, but... Bottoms, I was, that was, Lord. Anyway, so <laughs> I remember I was watching this um, uh, this video. I think it was with Sydney Trim. And she said, stop uh, asking God for like, you know, when you pray, stop asking God for like, let's say your rent due next week and you need $500 for your rent. Like, yeah, oh God, right. I need $500. No, ask for a million dollar idea. Like ask for idea that you'd be able to, be able to afford a building that yeah, you would have right. the rent from you. From, you know, that like, right. you could get like a... a Lord, what what's the words? The people who, um, I am a tenant. My yeah, you're a tenant. Yeah. So now you have tenants. So that's how I like I switch my prayer. And so like once you switch your language, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. life in it and the power of the tongue, manifestations, right. word of power, words right. of meaning, words of like no geographical limitation. So that's why people have to be careful what you say about other people. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. my whole thing was like, okay, God, just give me the ideas that will you know carry me to where it is that you would have me to be. And so I remember literally I went to sleep that night and I woke up and I was like, it makes sense to have a coach, like a culinary coach, because yeah. like you have a swimming coach, you have an acting coach, you have like a singing coach. Right. right. And at that time, I didn't even see the need for like a singing coach. But I was like, I mean, if you got a singing coach, right. I got a cooking coach. <laughs> so make a very long story short. Once again, I went to my grandfather who works at Bohemian Club and I was like, I need you to set me up with like one of the chefs. And he found a chef. The chef was giving him like the runaround. So he ended up going to the chef's boss because I was stressing him out. Um, uh-huh. Because I was stressing him out, he was like, Lord, I just need to get this boy off my hands. So <laughs> right. he, went to his, he went to the chef's boss, and the chef's boss was like, um, don't worry about it because I go, I'll coach him, right? Uh-huh. So that happened. And my whole thing is just like, 
my whole life at this point, I feel, is like a series of like what I call like stupid questions. You know, people mm. be like, oh, that's a stupid question to ask. You know, that wouldn't mm. happen. Mm. So it's like, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Like, they say no. And like, yeah. dang, beat me. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you could do what you want to yeah. do. Like, ask the questions, you'd be surprised at the answer. And then even that, it's just like, never limit yourself. Because it's like, I feel like sometimes people be like, oh, because I'm a certain age, I can't do a particular thing. And then another thing is because I'm a certain age, I am like told that, okay, I'm supposed to enjoy my 20s. Not saying I'm not enjoying right. it because yeah. I am. It's like they say, you know, you have time. Right. You have time. I agree. We do have time. But at this, I mean, you're here today, gone tomorrow. Live a life like, I mean, live the life you want to live. Live right. the life you deserve. Because my whole thing is like, when I reach 30, I don't want to be that person saying, okay, let me finally... Yeah, start like just yeah. getting myself together exactly you know so it's like young creatives like us like we yeah. doing our things we right. young yeah you know what i'm saying and i was like once you you don't even have to be the best at what you do literally yeah. you do yeah. not have to be the best at what you do you just got to keep on doing it they ever saying like you have to be you have to work ten thousand hours to be right yeah. 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 ten to seven years to be a master exactly right. so Listen, that ten thousand hours imagine 10, this hours. at a radar yeah and you're continuously doing it continuously yeah. doing it soon you got a studio and right. after that who knows? You might have a whole TV network. Right. You yeah. know, just right. keep on going because when people see you and when people like see what you're doing, people like to be a part of something and yeah. things that, you know, have a momentum. Impact. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's like another thing is like people don't like when like, you know, like the come up. No yeah. one really supports nope. you during the come up, but nah, the applause is going to be, right. you know, you and so, the goal. exactly. Yeah. And I feel like people are, like there's like this notion of, oh, you have to support me during the come up. Honestly, it's like. Nah. If I see an abandoned house, but I live inside a house that I'm comfortable in, mm -hmm. and I see you're trying to like fix up this abandoned house, I'm gonna wait till you fix up the abandoned house mm -hmm. to say, okay, let me see how much it is to live inside this house. Right. Yeah, I have to right. see the finished product. Let me like yeah. give show me what I'm supporting. Right. You know? And so even then it's like, I don't know, people just like the support. Good thing. Yeah, they like to see something proven. Yeah. But just getting a good conversation, but we're about to take a short break. We'll be back more with Mr. Rico Neely, the Renaissance man. And we like to be Renaissance on this show, you know? But we're going to be back. Hi, this is your favorite zaddy, Lord Jalen Willard from Everything Cool. And this episode is sponsored by uh, Nobody. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Everything Cool, feel free to email us at theoriginalpeoplenetwork at gmail.com. Or you can slide in our DMs on Instagram at the Original People Network or on Facebook, the Original People Network. Now back to your scheduled programming. All right. And we're back with on Everything Cool with uh, Mr. Neely, a very interesting person. Um, one of the things I really agree, I agree with totally everything what he was saying, like, you know, um, I just made a post about that on my Instagram recently. Like, when you when you starting up the support, be like one person in the stands, but the congratulations be a stadium full. But even then, I feel like yeah. it's like quality over quantity. Yeah, so let's mm -hmm. use Buddy Hugh for instance. Mm -hmm. It's like when Buddy Hugh got drafted into the NBA, every like Americans were like confused. It's like, okay, how do you have this much fans this quick? Right, like, if you have a yeah. small group. Not even. Let me just finish that example first. Uh -huh. It's like, you have like a small group of people compared to like, let's say LeBron, who has like millions of fans. Yeah. 
like behemoths, we're like naturally loud. And like we're very supportive. So it's yeah. like we can support our people. Right. Yeah. So it's like this small group of people, we sound louder and it seems as though we are more than, you know, the millions of other people. Mm. Yeah. Even at a graduation, it's like yeah. when I was graduating, <laughs> my mother alone is like a hundred people. <laughs> right, so it's like right, right, you right. might have a whole like you might have a whole section just for you because everyone yeah. supports you. But mm-hmm. it might be my mother, my father, and probably like three other relatives. And yeah. like because they're louder than everyone else. It's like we pay more attention to, right. to me and you know yeah. and them yeah. over like the other person. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. honestly, I rather have like five fans who like or die hard support yeah. me than right. to have like all these different people. Because even like, like flaky, exactly. Because right. when I host an event, I want to make sure like okay, I have a guaranteed five people versus like I get all these people like I have who may like, not come exactly yeah, like right. a thousand followers on Instagram, and then when you make a post, you you got to worry about like. I wonder if I even get like 10 likes. Right. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, but that's also like, you know, uh, bringing up. I let you bring up Buddy here and I can get into him after I make this point. But it's like knowing who's your core and your, your core audience, your base, and always yeah. appealing to the base. Because I was explaining this to someone the other night, like, okay, you know who's your core audience and your base. Why are you going to go after the, the flaky casual fun? Like, keep on pushing to your base. Now, if you get a new people come on, make them be more consistent and support you, but you always right. go straight to the base. Right. Or whatever. Because that's who hired you from day one or whatever. And like you you casually grow a cult following and they come keep on coming to support you. Yeah. Then you go with that. But to Buddy Heal point, I think, like, you know, I always say this. Like, DeAndre Ayton was drafted number one and may end up being a far superior player. But Bahamans are always going to love Buddy and will kill for him Fox. or whatever. Fox. Because for the mere fact that he was doing greatness and every time they put a mic in his face, he's saying 242 of the world. Right. And, then, yeah. and then to the point where the announcers was like, the Bahamian bomber, and like, you know, right. to where when he get drafted, because I was on Twitter, you can't, you can't, like, to this day, you can't say nothing bad about that, man. Yeah. For us, Fox. you can't say nothing bad about him because it's like, wait, that's ours. We claim that he claimed us even when he was doing the lives during the quarantine. Yep. Yeah. And like, you know. Like the talent shows too. Yeah, the yeah, talent yeah, yeah, shows yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, because he was like, he even had some famous. He's like, wait, if it wasn't for this NBA, I'd tell you about you. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, so you support that because he know, okay, the way this may base Real. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I buddy heal NBA player, but it's like, from this, these, the people, I could put them on my back. Or right. whatever I can represent, and they gonna be there for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I can keep on trying to be better me, or whatever. I ain't gonna worry about who's supporting me, or if pundits on ESPN say I'm a, I'm a lower version to Steph Curry, or you know, comparing me to Trey Young and Steph Curry, saying if Steph, if Trey Young get if this if he gonna reach his max potential, potentially he can be Steph Curry, but if he doesn't, he can be Buddy. Or whatever. So mm. not minding that, but just continuing your craft and making, you know, doing what you got to do. And if people undermine, you still keep impressing on. You know, okay, yeah. I have two points, right? Two things right. to say. Yeah, go ahead. So I feel like, because, you know, I don't, I feel bad for even saying this. The the behemoth girl that's on the WNBA. I think oh, her name yeah. is John Quell. John Quell. John Quell. Yeah, yes. John She's Quell not Jones. as popular as Buddy Hill. But mm. this, is what I, this is what I think. I feel as though people support Buddy for the, like, See, like mainly because it's like okay, let me speak for me. Growing up, mm-hmm. it's like 
I always looked outside of the country mm-hmm. and I saw like I saw like other people and that's what I valued success as is okay. When you go to America mm-hmm. and you know you have all these people like screaming and like you know doing all that extra stuff for you. That's what I valued success as when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And like even like you know, you have like behemoth stars and stuff like that. I didn't yeah. really they were like You didn't really connect with them. I didn't connect with them. And right, even yeah. then it wasn't like they didn't have like the they didn't entertain me. You know, Man. like their life didn't really entertain me. It's yeah. like their personal life didn't seem interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even then it's just like let's use um Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's like yeah. in the Bahamas, it's like, okay, if I go there, I'm gonna take a picture and then my friends could feel it. Like they'd be like, yo, I wish I was there. Yeah. I wish I saw yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like, it's the fantasy of it all. Uh-huh. So now here it is, we're living the fantasy because everyone wants to be in the NBA. Now Buddy Heal is in the NBA. He's like living, he's literally living the dream right. most behemoths want to live, but they feel like it cannot happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So now it's like, we're actually seeing the Bahamas in a place where I was just like, I no longer have to look outside the country yeah. for mm-hmm. someone I want to be like because, yo, he was in free ball. Like, right. oh, he went to my school. Right. I know his Grammy. I right. know his mommy. And, right. then, and then his experience with shooting on crates. It's like, exactly. that, that, I that, relate. That, that, you I relate. relate. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yo, we have the same stories. Like, right. if he could do it, I could do it too. Right. Definitely. And then another thing is like, what I actually don't like is like when people like compare you. So they'd be yeah. like, oh, this like, like people be like, oh, this is the next Bobby Flay. Mm. Oh, like this is the next Steph Curry. Like if yeah. it's the like Madis Moxie be right. Steph Curry. Yeah. Honestly, my whole thing is that you can never, you cannot compare one person to the next because yeah. everyone's journey is like completely different. Right. So like Steph Curry is Steph Curry because Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Right. Buddy Heel is Buddy Heel because Buddy Heel is Buddy Heel. Like right. yeah. once he continues doing what he doing, like be the best version of yourself because you know even then it's just like let me see. When I was younger, I was like, yo, I used to idolize. It was, I think it's Chef Mashahari Morimoto, because I used to watch Iron Chef okay. on the Food Network. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I want to be just like him. Until I catch myself, I was like, what if me saying I want to be just like him might limit me? What if my purpose and my destiny in life is supposed to be bigger than him? Right, yeah. But yet I limited myself, once again, with my words and saying, okay, I want to be just like him. I want to be as successful as him. I don't, yeah. Or people being like, oh, this is like, he he come he came under the reins of Bobby Flay or oh, this is the next Bobby Flay. No, I want nah. people to say, oh, this is the next Rico. This is right. the next no. I want people to say, no, we never saw anything like this before. Mm. Right. You know, and that's what Buddy Heal is to the Bahamas. So that's what I feel like everyone should aspire to be. Right. Like don't mm-hmm. don't try to limit yourself saying, oh, I want to be like someone else. Be yourself. Real. Yeah. You. Real. That's interesting. So let's transition to um you actually becoming a publisher and writing yet. You say you wrote your first book during the COVID? No, actually, it's like a collection of poetry over the course of four years. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's get into that. All right. So the book is entitled F Love and Give Me Hate. Um, Hello, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me explain. Wait, wait. Run Discussion <laughs> within itself from the title. <laughs> Judge a book by its cover. Let's right. hear this. <laughs> All right. So, okay. My book is entitled F Love and Give Me Hate. The reason why I named uh, that, I actually read another book um, called Song of Solomon by Tony Morrison. Okay. And... Is a portion inside the book. It was this guy. He was supposed to pay his rent, but he was like on the top of this building, and he was in his feelings because none of the women in the town like found him attractive, and he was like, and he was crying out to God. He's like, "Oh God, um, give me hate, Lord." And he said, "If love killed Jesus, what you think it could do to me?" You know what I'm saying? I like that stuck with me, and I was like, "I know what I'm gonna read." I I don't know what it was. I say. Alpha Love and Give Me Hate, I wrote it down in my journal. I'm like, okay, something is going to have this name. I don't <laughs> care what it is. Something's going to have this name. And so I 
So, you know, I was like doing nothing. And I was just like in my apartment. I was like, I have to do something because like I, I just have to do something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, let me just publish a book because I always wanted to publish it in the past. And everyone was like, you know, if you self-publish, it's like shooting yourself in the foot. And you shouldn't do it. You should go the traditional way, which I went the traditional way originally. And I was greeted with like rejection letter, rejection letter, rejection letter. But it's like, I know I have good work. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And so my whole thing is I had to sit down and realize that, guess what? Okay, yeah, they might tell me no the traditional way, but guess what? I'm going to make it happen regardless. And then mm. me being me, I want to be able to, you know, inspire young behemoths, people just like me. So it's like, let me do it so other people could say, okay, I could do it too. Because every, everyone wants to write a book. Yeah. But then in the back of your head, it's like, okay, I say it, but I feel like it, ain't, it probably won't happen because no one knows really the steps. So like, right. I was like, you know what? Let me go on YouTube. I went on YouTube and I figured out how to publish a book. I figured out like which way is the best options. I was like, okay, Amazon works best for me. So I went on Amazon. I did it. But back to the book, explaining the book. Uh-huh. F Love and Give Me Hate really is paying homage to like everything that I went through in life over the course of four years. My first year, in, like my first semester in school, my grandmother died. Mm-hmm. My uncle died. And then my aunt died. This is like weeks in between each oh, other. Wow. I was like... Wow. What? I was like, what is happening, right? Yeah. So, so um, I was in one of my classes, and we had to, like, keep a journal. Yeah. So I found, like, you know, writing poetry is, like, the easiest thing for me to do. And when all these things were happening, plus I was in, like, a very toxic relationship. So I was like, wow. when I, like, write about all these different things, I'd feel better. I you know I wouldn't have to, like, talk to people. Like, people wouldn't have to know my business because I'm a very private person. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, I feel good. And, like, it, it sounds good on paper, you know? Yeah. And so... It's really just paying homage to everything I went through, like love situations, death situations, life-threatening situations, my accomplishments even. Because I feel like had it not been for all these, I, I guess, bad things, I would never have been able to, like, you know, be able to, like, learn what I learned and, like, discover all these different things. Because it's like, once you, if your life is going, like, really well, like, you don't, it's, you're just comfortable. Like, you don't right, learn yeah, nothing. You have, to, yeah. you have to go through something. You have to go through the fire to, like, understand what it is to to come out on the next side. You know, you right. come out a different person. It's even like, let me use like a coffee bean. I feel like I'm preaching low-key. So it's like a coffee no, go bean. Ahead, bro. <laughs> so it's like a coffee bean. Like, uh-huh. in order for like the coffee bean to like, let's look at the most expensive coffee in the world, right? Uh-huh. They have to go through a process. So they crush it up. Animals literally eat it. So you have to like, like get like, like, People got to eat you, dog. And right. then you go through, like, the acid. You go through all that. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, like, come with us feces. And it's, like, the most, like, expensive coffee bean in the world. You know? Same rules apply. It's, like, you have to go through some things. You have to, like, sacrifice some stuff. You have to, like, feel the burn. It's, mm-hmm. like, exercising. Mm-hmm. You got to right. feel the burn. Yeah. If you don't feel the burn, you what, what you doing? Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? doing nothing. Exactly. So this was that book. is This book really just paying homage to all, sorry, all of that. Just saying, like, thank you. Thank you for, you know, all the heartbreak. Thank you for, you know, the deaths. Thank you for every single thing that happened to me. Because had it not been for that, this book would not happen. Mm. You know, me speaking the way I speak now is like, would not happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just, a, it's just a big thank you note, honestly, in my opinion. And then another thing is like in the Caribbean, well, in the Bahamas too, but mainly in the Bahamas, it's like, we're told that, you know, men aren't really supposed to be emotional. Right, you yeah, know, because right. I remember when I was younger, even with my younger like cousins, I'd be like, soldiers don't cry. Right. So it was like, you know, you gotta suck <laughs> yeah. that up. Right. And so now it's like coming into New York, you like you experience life from a different perspective. So you see yeah. things different. So I, I I give New York some credit for that. So it's like, I don't know, it's like you could 
you could be you could be you you could be your man mm-hmm. and still like express yourself because mm-hmm. then I feel like a lot of things happen like you have a, like a lot of mental issues right yeah mm-hmm. a lot of uh-huh. these things come about because like you have like built up anger you have built up pain and like, a lot of repressed thoughts exactly right. so it's like you know just you don't have to like publish a book you know what I'm yeah. saying mm-hmm. you don't have to do but it's like do certain like do things that are healthy you right. know what I'm saying I'll be like better for you and that's that's this book honestly that's that's yeah. a mouthful. Right. Yeah, I, I yeah. contemplate now if I should use that title for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you what got, you did really well was you transmuted all the negative energy into positive. Yeah. Right. You made you it got work. a release. Yeah, you made exactly. it work for your benefit. A lot of people they tend to sit with that negativity and they don't really have an outlet for it. So yeah. mm-hmm. um how did you because like you said, uh the class you were in made you uh collect your thoughts in a journal. Mm-hmm. So for someone else who isn't forced or mandated to have that kind of outlet, how would you, uh, how would you guide them in having that outlet? Honestly, it's like you just gotta. For me, I like trying new things. Mm-hmm. So like when I was in the class, I was like, okay, I normally like write short stories, like that's my thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let me do something new. Poetry kind of challenged me when I first started writing it. So that's why I was like into it until mm-hmm. so like, like it was, anyways, so it challenged me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But for someone else, I feel like it depends on the person, really. So it's like you have to figure out what it is that you like. So like if you like music, like just you literally don't have to publish anything. You don't have to record anything. It's like just figure out something, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's just like um, I have home, I have problems in the home and I got to figure out a way to release all of that. Um, but I also like to help people. How about... Let me use my experience and figure out something where I'm going to get some people over and I'm going to help you go through whatever it is that you're going through because I'm going through the same thing. Because in the process, it's like you're helping me. I'm helping you like one on washes the other. But it's like, honestly, you just have to like discover yourself and like be like, like without boundaries, honestly, because I feel like people are saying, Oh, I can't do that because we don't do that in the Bahamas. Even like with my cooking class, I yeah. my sister is the reason why I'm doing my cooking class to this hey. day. Because I got denied from Bahama, right? Because right. I was leaving. I only needed the job for the month, right? Uh, but I didn't bring my resume. So they pulled up my thing on their little tablet situation. Right. And they found out I was going back to school that January, which is like the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, we don't have no temp positions. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went home. <laughs> and I was like salty. I was so salty. And I was like, yo, I need a job. I have to work. Like, I have to do something. Like, right. I don't feel like myself if, I, if I'm not doing anything. And my sister looked at me. She said, you so stupid. I said, what happened? <laughs> I said, what happened? Mind you, she went to Mexico. Like, because she does, um, she speaks Spanish. Okay. So she went to Mexico. Um, and she was living with this family. She's tutor- she was teaching... Um, Mexicans how to speak English, like these mm. children. And so she was like, at the, with the host family she was with, um, they had like the chef who would like come over and teach like the, the youngest two boys there how to cook. And she's like, quite honestly, the food really, it wasn't all that. Mm. Right. And she's like, Rico, you could cook. You have like all these things under your belt already. Why you just don't do that? Like ain't nothing like that in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I bet. You know what? Right. Do the flyer and then we could go from there. But before that, I was like, Behemoth ain't on that run. Like, mm. Behemoth ain't into that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's what I was saying. Mm. And so she was like, we go stop being stupid. So I said, okay, do the flyer <laughs> and I can support you. And even then, it's just like, that, like that initial like post, because I sent it to everyone on my Snapchat list and I posted on Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook. It was like, that was like a leap of faith because yeah. it was like, what are people going to think about me? Like, what, like, right. what is going to come out of it? Like, what if it's a flop? 
And like all these things coming through my head. And I was like, you know what? Let me do it because we came up with that idea that Wednesday, that Monday, we were having a class. And so oh. we had it at my grandmother's house, right? Yeah. So like, no, we also have a non-for-profit. Okay. The Queen has the foundation. My grandmother okay. passed away. Um, so we had it in her kitchen um, because like literally no one was using the house. So I was like, okay, just air the house, make it smell like people live here. Yeah. And like, let's bring it, bring, bring life back in the house, you know? And so the kitchen only could hold like 12 people. Listen, on that Sunday, not even that Saturday, we only had like five people registered for the class and my nerves were on me. I was like, yo, <laughs> we got to we gotta have a full class. Yeah. This has to be perfect. And so by Monday morning, because like, People were like registering like last minute. Right. Monday morning, we had like a full class. And I was like, yo, this is lit. And I don't know, even then, it's just like that satisfying feeling. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is what I want to do. That's how I figured out what I wanted to do. That's so it was good. like doing things that scare you. If it doesn't scare yeah. you, then it's just like, all right, it really doesn't make that much of an impact. Even like this interview, like early this morning, I was like driving there with my sister. I was like, um, I feel weird. It's like, I'm like why, why am I really doing this? Like, <laughs> I don't like how are people going to feel like, what are people thinking about me saying, okay, he going to do an interview. Like, who does he think? Like, who, who, yeah, who right. is this guy? Like, right, who, right. who do you think you are? Right. And so it was like, you know what? Because it scared me, it was like, all right, I feel like it's the right thing to do. You yeah. Know? Because like, what's, what's the worst that could happen? Right. right. Pe- yeah. More people know about me, you know? Exactly. It's like, I use the platform. It's like, more people know about me, more people know about you. It's like, it's like a whole networking situation going on right now. Exactly. One shot. So, yeah, so once you just do the things that scare you and just challenge yourself always. Challenge I mean, the, I think the only thing people could say is, oh, I see you and everything cool. That's right. I don't need whatever perception they have of our platform, yeah. which it is. They'd have it either way. It's, so, it's yeah. either way, and it's really? like, it'd probably be predicated on whatever I do, and it's like, like, bro, we. We are part of the culture. So, yeah, like, to uh, sidetrack one second, we yeah. were talking about uh, the other day this guy named Prince Donnell. I look him up. I was yeah, actually yeah. following him already. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to interject the conversation. So okay. Like, we can bring that to you, and then we can hop into the Queen Esther Foundation. Right. right. So me and Marco was taught. Well, this point was brought up by another friend a couple nights ago. Um, me and him had this conversation yesterday. Okay, this Instagram or... Um, well, he made a post talking about um, his barber. Mm. And he was saying, like, man, my barber, like, playing around, like, he acting busy, da 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 So he might have been tongue and chat. I don't know his intention yet, but he didn't tag his barber. Yeah. And people was underneath the comment section, oh, why you don't tag the barber, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, yo, you know, like, ain't nobody get a free promo, promo of my page mm-hmm. or whatever, like, you know. To me, some people feel like, and people say, like, you got to support your barber and da 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 You already talking about him and this and that and that. To me, in my eyes, I'm like, I don't see no problem with him saying, yo, you got to pay me for promo on my page because I built my brand. I got half a million followers. Yeah. Now, if someone else would say, if he would say, okay, um, let me just tag my barber. I mean, in the post, is a tongue-in-cheek. Like, you saw the shade in your barber. So mm-hmm. I understand out of respect, I ain't going right. to tag him to be like, yo, like, you know, I trying to, like, disrespect you right. or whatever. So I ain't get, like, you know, put you out there to show you. But, like, you know, that whole situation can be interpreted in multiple ways. Yeah. So um, as it pertains to support, like, what do you think about that? All right. Honestly, I feel like when you know, like, the power that you have, like, the influence, because, like, influence is power, it's, like, 
But some, it depends. It really depends on like a person to person basis. So it's like yeah. someone else might say, okay, it ain't that big a deal. You might bob it anyway. Let me just give you a shout out. Versus yeah. someone else is like, all right, you, you have to go through a process to even be this influential. So right. like, yeah. I'm not just going to like, I understand you might bob. I'm still paying you to cut my hair. Right. Right. Yeah. Pay me That's to do this. I might right. give you like a little discount, but you know, we ain't giving no free handouts. But no. it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's no right or wrong answer or yeah. no right or wrong way to feel about it. Because it's like, once again, it's like on a person-to-person basis. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it depends on who that person is, you know? So it's like, um, let's say that person just like, I bought my business and I bought my money. And it's like, all right, even like, let's say, let's use them, for instance. Let's say their mother even pays for uh, a promo. You think I give my bobble if my mommy got to pay for one? Right, right. So, I mean, I guess it it is based off of like, whatever like principles they believe, you know? What y'all feel? What y'all right. think? I just wanted to extend that from what you were talking about earlier with, uh, I guess, your racing thoughts about how you were going to be perceived based on how other people might perceive you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just everybody have their own opinion, and a lot of times it wouldn't even concern them particularly. Like what you do with your life, with this podcast, with your cooking classes, et cetera, yeah. is you. It's, right. it's like centered around you. Yeah. You don't ask nobody for anything, like you said earlier, and you don't really, you know, care what they have to say. But at the, at the end of the day, they have their opinion, and they want to project their opinions onto you. Yeah. So it's like, True. it can happen either way. Mm. So your your track is your track, and once you have your blinders on, you're good. Fox, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I just was like, you know, like, it could go either way. I understand both sides of the equation. I mean, personally, for me, um, I mean... I guess how we select people that come on the show is like, I just do it off a basis of, does it make sense? Is this going to be a somewhat entertaining conversation or something unique? And it's like, all right, you know. So I get it, but it's like, you know, to me, um, I think we need to support the people that are doing extraordinary things. I never feel like, yeah, if I showcase this person i gonna get this backlash or if i try to get exposure about mm-hmm. this sec like it's like no everybody has their own opinion and i right. just don't really care what nobody gotta yeah, say real subjective. or whatever like real you know subjective. like it's like i i to a point in my life where i could care less i just i focus on doing the work or whatever like i focus on because like my 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 mission is noble mm. Or whatever. I'm just trying to connect everything and put out information out for for however you want to take it. Yeah. You receive right. it how you want to receive it, but I just I'm just a messenger. Right. Right. You know? Even then, it's like if ain't no one talking, it's like I mean, it's like if right. no one is talking about like yeah. it's like negative or like positive, it's like what are you really doing? That yeah. means it's like it isn't making an impact. Even like that behemoth zone is like dog doom bark at bark up. Right. right. Yeah. It's right. like Definitely. yo if all us like on the same level is like I don't look at you any different than I look at myself. Like if all us on the same level, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And all us doing the exact same thing, mm-hmm. we work in the exact same place, literally doing the exact same thing. I don't see you as a threat. I don't see you as an inspiration. I don't see I just see you as like a regular person. But right. when you actually Nico. doing stuff, you know, it's like I see you different. So that's when like mm-hmm. the dogs start barking, people start mm-hmm. talking. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what like, give the people, like, if you, let me show you something. If you can talk about me, you may as well talk about something good. So, right, give yeah. them something to talk about. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's it. Give them something mm-hmm. to talk about. 
So uh, and that's like six nine. All right. <laughs> Listen, that's like six nine. Six nine, yo, that much like he is a genius, I feel, right? Mm. <laughs> now, a right? Mar- a marketing genius. A marketing genius. Yeah, yeah, he's a marketing yeah. genius because now it's like people are interested. It's entertainment. Right, people yeah. want to be entertained. Right. You know, I understand like the whole thing is like, you know, you can't be snitching in the game, ah, uh-uh, all of yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, he didn't come up in that era. You know, he's mm-hmm. not that type of rapper. He don't believe that. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And even then, I get in that. But <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's like, what what benefits you? You have to be selfish to a certain degree. Yeah, right? you know? So it's like, he's like using his influence and using his power to do what I guess makes him happy. Like he's doing what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's being his own individual. He's not letting people say, okay, this is how you're supposed to be. Because yeah. once again, dogs don't bark up, bark up. Right. If everyone right. doing the same, that's why people talking about him. That's why he yeah, could exactly. post a video and five hours later, it's like millions yeah, of views. Right. right. Yeah. You know? It's like Exactly. I just want to say, because even if when people talking bad about you when you're doing good, you're still getting the numbers anyway. Yeah. Exactly. And you're still getting the relevance. Exactly. So it's just like, still, like you say, might as well do good. You're people good. could talk bad and good about it, but you're still getting that, you know, that fame and all that, and all that buzz. So... Bro, Gooba has 421 million views. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Even then, another person, a behemoth, would be um, Lil Davy. Yeah, Lil yeah, Davy. Yeah, let me tell you. I feel like I I didn't even I don't to this day I do not know like the entire song. The only line I know from that song is like, "Squeeze up your breasts." Not even it's the one where she's like, I think like. Um, walk like a, a dog, dog crawl like a crap. Cr- that's yeah, the only yeah. line I know from that entire song. Why are you looking Crazy. at the biggest Lil Davy? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like... Yo, she make it. But this is like the third or fourth episode we brought up. <laughs> Real? Exactly. Yeah, like the still got a people doing a thing. Right? Oh, people, people still talking. And I so. respect it though because she doing right. her thing. Like, yo, oh, even right. the other day still do when she was like, in, I saw a video with her in a strip club doing like this performance but like no yeah. one really was on a run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, like, it, um, like, I feel like it went viral because no one went on, like no one was on a run but it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, no one was on your run inside the club. Right. Like, like more people saw the performance right. than who was actually in the club. In the club Even man. then, it's like it's like Kanye West. I don't necessarily like it, like like the earlier Kanye West. Mm-hmm. His songs are like, you know, like sometimes you gotta listen to the song like ten times, and on the eleventh time, it's like, okay, it's a little catchy. Right. His with her song is like, I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, at least what everyone's saying is bad. So, I mean, yeah. I can't really speak on that. Yeah, I don't but it's like, like it. I mean, it ain't really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she but got a like, little production when you listen, in it, right? But when you listen to production. it more and more, it's like, yeah. all right, that's a, a banger. Little... So, right? <laughs> no, like, it's just super catchy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Quality. Right? So, if you play that in the club right now, people going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah we yeah. say it sound good. No, no, this is the thing, right? I'm not I was telling Marco. I was telling I was telling Marco, I was like, like, before I really started, bubbling up like probably like two months ago mm. I was like bro watch when things open up you're gonna see people getting on dead watch yeah, it you <laughs> and he's like he's like no bro no bro <laughs> I, was like, I was like I was like I was like watch then all you see the these last three weeks boom like you like see people going right people. <laughs> but then again that's entertainment though right yeah, yeah like, that's, that's, that's like, like right. as you use yeah. Nicki Minaj let's bring up 6 9 again it's uh-huh. like when Nicki Minaj did the song with 6 9 because now it's like, all right, they try Fifi? to blackball him. No, no, Fifi. No, that one. The oh, the new, new one. one. Yeah. The last one. Okay, what okay. I call um With all the colors in it, eh? Trolls. Yeah. Trolls. Trolls. That's the name yeah. of the song. So it's like, even then, like, 
like she got like a lot of backlash from it. But it's like, who was I saying? Okay, so basically it's like, let's use Nicki Minaj for instance. So it's like, she got a lot of backlash from it. Mm. But even then it's just like, I'm sorry, I forget what I was even saying. But before you get into that, let's take yeah, a let's quick, give you, let's take give you a, a second quick break to, uh, to recalibrate. And we can come right back after these messages. Hi. This is your favorite zaddy, Lord Jalen Willard from Everything Cool. And this episode is sponsored by uh, Nobody. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Everything Cool, feel free to email us at theoriginalpeoplenetwork at gmail.com. Or you can slide in our DMs on Instagram at the Original People Network or on Facebook, the Original People Network. Now back to your scheduled programming. All right, we can cut this part. We can cut this part. You can start over. All right, we're we're back (laughs) (laughs) from from the break. This man keeps on getting more interesting by the second. But before he gets into what he's saying, let me show him this video. Hold on. This big. (laughs) Mob ties. My boy, you're it. <laughs> 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 nah, he's a clown, bro. <laughs> he's a clown. Oh, <laughs> uh, but, but, but yeah, I could probably show that the clip somewhere around there. Yeah? Right. Um, but yeah, but he was getting into fun fact about Mr. Neely. We just learned that. My boy got real them real mob ties. <laughs> he work with who you work with? Oh, I work with um Carol Mirage. That's Nicki Minaj's mother. Nicki so, Minaj's mo- mother. Fam, yeah. we coming to New York, bro. <laughs> she has a um a non for profit called the Carol Mirage Foundation, right. which uh basically like advocates for battered women oh, and man. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I actually cooked for that event. That was back in December. So, yes, I cooked for that event. It was at the Anchor House in New York. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so it was that. And then she had, like, a wig party. I ended up going to that. And then... You had to wear a wig? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, my... It, anyways, I had to go to that party. And so what happened is it was actually at our house. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is basically they, they already had, like, all the food. Right. But it was, like, the chicken wasn't, like... The chicken wasn't done. Like, the chicken wasn't cooked. And so it was like, oh, we have a chef in, like, the living room. So it was like, oh, Rico, come over. We need you to do something. <laughs> so I'm like, so now I'm, like, in their pantry. Oh, I'm, like, oh, cooking shit. it. And I did my thing. Right. And that was that. And so, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty clutch, bro. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I heard the doc. Is there a doctor in the house? He's like, hey, a chef in the house? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a chef Fox. in the house? <laughs> oh, man. But, but yeah, that's... Well, do- one, one second, bro. That's, right. like... That's also when you talk about all the miracles and you like Real harken talk. back to stuff like yeah. that. You you get healed in like that's just thirty like seconds, but yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody had to mess up for you to come in clutch and and do what you do, bro. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty. That's right. pretty fire, right? So that was lit. Honestly, my whole thing is like, I don't know who is it. Who is it? Who said this? I don't know who said it. It might have been Oprah. I'm not uh-huh. sure. I could be wrong, but um, <laughs> someone said these words. Just like. You know, you have to, like, nothing happens by coincidence, mm. right? You have to, like, prepare yourself for certain moments. So let's exactly. say I never really took, like, cooking seriously. Mm. And it's like, I mean, chicken is, like, a really basic thing to make. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, even that. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, had I not, like, 
how like all the experience, how I not, mm-hmm. you know, did my ten thousand hours. Right. Yeah, you right. know, I, a been, I probably wouldn't even been in that house quite honestly. Right. right. You yeah. know, so it's like you have to like you have to put in the work. You gotta mm-hmm. put in the work. And by yeah. me putting in the work, I'm able to like say, Oh, I actually cook for her man. I'm out mm-hmm. I'm able to say I was actually out of house. Right. Like, we I'm, with a celebrity chef, man. Technically, you can literally say, Yeah, fam, I do this. And people, like, just off hearing the name, people, like, Okay, you hired. Right. Mm -hmm. Real. Because people feel like by touching you, they're touching them. Yeah. So it's crazy. True. I guess. guess. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but let's get into, uh, yeah, um, this is your mother's nonprofit, the Queen Esther Foundation. No, that's my non for profit. Okay, your non for profit. Okay, let's get into that. So basically, the Queen Esther Foundation, it came about in 2017. Yes, in 2017, my grandmother passed away in 2016. Mm-hmm. And in 2017, what happened That's is... That's crazy, bro. It was my grandmother passed the same year. Oh, like, yeah? Like, summer 2016. Rest in peace to all the... All right, so like with me... Okay, so to go back to the Bahama story. And then we did like the initial... Um, we did the initial cooking with Noxie session which was called Sweet Tooth. We didn't even name it Cooking with Noxie, but I was like, yo, we got to name this Cooking with Noxie. And my sister was like, no, that's not what we're doing. We're going to name it Sweet Tooth. <laughs> the next one is going to be Cooking with Noxie. So it was a pilot event for okay. the foundation. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then in that February is when we like, okay, this is the official thing. We created a page. And then in August, we did like an official launch for Cooking with Noxie and the Queen Esther Foundation. Mm-hmm. And so basically the Queen Esther Foundation, we aim to like promote, you know, youth entrepreneurship. And so it's like, we want to be like the metaphoric bridge. Like, so let's say you want to act, and we have a network where I was like, okay, I know actors who like you could actually see on TV. You know what I'm mm. saying? I know people like you know you know people who like in certain circles. I'm gonna connect you because now it's like I understand that even with me, it's like my coach, Chef Rosemary, she's like she's like a Casic Award winner. Like this, she's like she was like running every kitchen in Atlanta. It's like she's a beast. And okay. even then, it's like I was working with like a lot of other chefs. It's like. Honestly, a lot of people can't say what I could say. Right. right? And that, mm-hmm. I am very blessed to say it and very humble to say it too. And it's like, I wanted to, people, some people just don't have the opportunity. I want to provide that opportunity. So it's like, let me use my platform. Let me use ni- my network and help other people, you mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. you never know. It's like, yeah. I want to create the opportunities I needed when I was younger. Or I wanted to be there when I was younger. So literally, if there was a Queen Esther Foundation when I was younger, I probably mm-hmm. would have been like, I don't know. I don't know. If I probably would have been much further or like I would have been inspired or like like more motivated early on in my life. And like, you know, you never know what I would accomplish back then, you know? So it's like had like the Rico of today, had a conversation with, you know, 10-year-old Rico or 11-year-old Rico. First, mm-hmm. I feel like I wouldn't even believe half of the things. I'd be like, man, <laughs> yeah. you crazy. You, you would know hit yourself saying? with marbles. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like... You can sell so much marbles, Right? <laughs> <laughs> you have you to buy some marbles. That's the only thing <laughs> yeah. I'm worrying about. Real talk. But it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just want to create the opportunities I needed when I was younger. So it's like, I'm literally catering, catering to myself. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, what did Rico need when he was younger? And with my sister's like, okay, what did Rika need when she was younger? So, like, mm-hmm. we create platforms. And what we actually do now, we have a, a club. Whereas it's like, we help you, like, create a business plan. We help you, like, come up with, like, sales pitches. Like, you know, investors pitches. We, we tell you, like, okay, you need a profit margin. You need to create capital. All of that. So, like, we help people accomplish their dreams. It's like, we need more people that, you know, offer their services 
I wouldn't say for free, but I offer my services for free because then it's like everyone don't always have the money. And even then, yeah. it's like you might not have a family that supports you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's say I am doing something and uh, you want to be a part of it, but it's like $150. Some families can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to offer my services for free. And it's like, guess what? It's, it's all part of the journey. Because once again, I'm only 20. So it's like, I got to actually do this because... I have a nine to five, so I'm like, I am financially stable. And I have parents yeah. that, you know, if anything happens, like, right. hey, how you doing? You know, yeah. send me some money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I'm in a position to do it. So I, I'm very grateful for that. So it's like, listen, I'm going to help as much people as I possibly could. That's good. And so, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So I, I, I don't want to switch the convo a little bit, but this man has already told us, gave us, let's say almost... 70 minutes of glorious <laughs> achievement and content and positivity. How do you keep negative energy away from you and the leeches and the cloud chasers, bro? Honestly. Because, you know, Honestly? when you, when you, like, well, all what you didn't say was, you know, once this camera cut off and we put this out, all your stuff out. And people are going to be falling. Oh, you got this. You got this connection. You got that connection. You got that. And he, all right, we need to target him. Let's see how we get how close we can get to him to get some some of that benefit that he experienced in his poor life onto us. Mm, at least my whether, thing, whether that be with friends or even relationships. Okay, my whole thing is like, all right, I am a Virgo, so mm. I oh, am. Man. I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. how could you be so successful and be a Virgo? <laughs> <laughs> wow. What <do> mean? <laughs> This is like one of the most hated, but go on. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, wait, what are you? Virgo and Gemini, Aquarius. Oh, Be right. neutral. Oh. No, but I can see because he he's such. Right now, you're a perfectionist, right? I am. Um, that, yeah. Like, so that's why everything is so finely detailed, and when it come out, is prepped a certain way, and in the light. So, but go ahead. All right. Okay. So, basically, for me, I don't know. Coming up, I honestly thought like. Like, I could see myself being a successful person in the future. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even in school, like, I used to, like, I was very fearful. Because it's like, okay. you know, you look around, it's like, everyone have, like, a sad story. But mm-hmm. I don't have a sad story. Like, I have, like, I went to a private school. I went to a Doris. It's like, like I was, it was almost like I had a maid in the shade, right? Some people right. could uh-huh. say. So it's like, but even, I mean, despite all that, I still, like, worked out for everything that I'm doing mm-hmm. now. So it's like. I mean, I never really went to sleep hungry. Like, if I went to sleep hungry, like, that's because I just didn't want to eat what we had. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But it's like, I I never really had, like, like bad people. I mean, you're, like, one or two people, like, coming up, like, in the culinary era. Mm -hmm. I remember, like, it was, like, certain chefs who, like, try to, that one particular chef in particular, who try to, like, blackball me. So it's, like, oh, Rico, part of this team, I want nothing to do with it. Mm, And then I remember, crazy story, I was at Doris, and... Mm -hmm. Um, me being me, I was like on the computer in the library doing my coursework because I was late, as per usual. Mm, and yeah. um, I said, you know, someone's like, just type in your name inside like the documents and see what like pops up. Mm-hmm. Just being curious. And I typed it in and it was like, anyways, it was a whole document, like a legal document about me. Oh, so it's like from like this particular chef. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it's basically saying like, okay, we have like, I want like literally nothing to do with this particular person. If anything happens to him, it's just like, 
I want nothing to do with it. Like oh I am like disconnected. Wow. And I was like, I printed that letter. Right. I printed that letter and I brought the letter home and I showed my mother and my father. And they was like, wow. And so my daddy, who he he could hold a grudge. Okay. Oh, so man. now like my daddy was like hurt. Mind you, me, I just I really don't care. Honestly. Yeah. So my whole thing is just like, oh, just carry on with your life, you know, just go about your day. Mm-hmm. And so like I still love that letter to this day. And like I use it as like motivation. Motivation because it's like I'm like this little small fry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and at one point I actually wanted to stop cooking because mm. I was like, is this what I really want to do? Mm. Right, right. So it's like, all right, when I saw like who was like watching me, uh-huh. I was like, all right, y'all obviously so y'all see something I don't see. Right, so right, let me keep on doing right. until I yeah. finally could see what y'all could see. And that almost play into your book title, because are you a person? Because I find myself to be, bro, I'd I rather you hate me than love me, bro. Because I could, the hate fuel me more. Or whatever. What'd you say? Nah, I don't want you to hate me, no. <laughs> no, but when I say, when I say hate, like, I'd rather you to have opposition. Because I know it's going to tighten me up and I'm going to go harder. Or whatever. True. Some people, like, you got to funnel them a lot of encouragement. And they probably, okay... A letter like that, they might just rip it up and don't want to see it because mm. it brings down their spirit or takes them for a loop. But me, I'll blow that up and put put that as a poster. Like if I have a house, that'll be on my friend lawn every day, mm-hmm. and I'll mark that off. Like I read that every day and go to work yeah. or whatever. So like you know, like certain people are like you know made up like that. Like you know, for instance. Let's say, you know, the last dance documentary came out and, uh, you know, you saw Michael Jordan's worth ethic. Like, like it's okay you call him a bass player, da, 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 but it's like, you say he can't do something, like, yeah. antennas up, it's on, or whatever. Like, you know. And now he'll kick you off the dream <laughs> like, like, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, would you say you're like that, or uh, do you feel like, okay, the reason why you held on to that ladder is just to say, okay, this marks every time I do something and I look at this, this keeps me somewhat humble to know that people are out there or, you know, this is a, a memento from the past to say how far I have came. I don't think that keeps me humble. Rather, you know, it. I keep it to this day only because it's like, it reminds me of like, okay, what I can be, you know, mm-hmm. like when I'm like in my like state of, okay, what am I doing with myself? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I feel like I haven't accomplished much things, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right. I look at the letter and it's like, okay, just keep on pushing. Like, just keep on being you. Right. But even then, like, I am a person. It's like, I just, I focus on me. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I just focus on me. So it's like, going back to, like, the whole, like, the negative people thing. Mm. So my thing is, once again, with the law of attraction, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, you could come into my life saying, you know, I come in this life to, to just, I just ruin something or like the seeds. I don't, I don't know. Whatever it is. If it's like mm. ill intentions. Yeah. Me being me, you know, I'm me believing that, oh, I'm Christian and I'm protected. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, what was meant for Bible always turn around for good. Yeah. You always, mm. you need a Judas in your circle. Jesus or yeah. the Judas. Right. You know what I'm saying? Look at uh, the guy who owns uh, Apple. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They kicked him out. He created the company. Yeah, and they like, kick they kicked him out. And it's like, I mean, you got you got some people who, who want to take over some things inside right. your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But even then, my whole thing is like, I don't know. I just give what I want back. So it's like, I don't know. I just, I'm just like really, I don't want to say I'm like really nice to people. Mm. But it's like, 
it's like discernment. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like yeah, if, I don't, if I have a bad feeling about you, uh-huh. I call it my spidey senses. Right. Right? <laughs> so it's like, if I have a bad feeling about you, I'm a distance myself. So it's like, I remember I was in New York and it was this lady and um, she wanted to, like, we were doing a collaboration together. Mm-hmm. And we had, like, our first meeting. And, like, my, I was just like, I just don't, I just don't feel it. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel something isn't right. I was like, I don't like her. It isn't a personality. She had a great personality. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I just don't like something about you. Something right. about you. <laughs> it, I just feel like, no, it's not going to work out. And I trust that feeling. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. I was like, I don't think it's going to work out. It's like, okay, it was nice meeting you. We could still, you know, be friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we ain't right. working together. But it's like, I don't know. You keep. I have a, like a close circle, like a small group of friends. I right. so, should be, yeah. Yeah, so it's right. like, even then, it's like, in this quarantine, I literally only spoke to like my parents, my sister, and like like two of my friends, like on a consistent basis. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, when people come into you, like my whole thing is like, all right, you might come in saying, you know, you're going to wish ill on me. But yeah. it's like, I don't know. It's like, let's use Beyonce, for instance, or right. let me see, LeBron. Okay. Right. You, you, so it's like you met Beyonce's mother? No. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing now is like when you're inside like certain circles, when you're around certain people, mm-hmm. it's like we look at these people as like beacons of excellence. Right. Yeah. You know, and like as a matter of necessity, it's like a, high, a lesser power must submit to like a higher power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that means in order for me to be friends with a particular person or for them to be friends with me, either I got to come down to their level or they have to come up to my level. Right. So now it's like, that's why when people say, oh, make friends with people who you think are like better than you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, all right, in order to maintain like a friendship with these people, in order to relate with them, you have to like do certain things. You have to like challenge yourself. Let's like, Let's say I have um, millionaire friends and I'm the only one. I'm struggling to pay my rent. Yeah, right. yeah you but know, you're going to become I'm a millionaire. A, right. Huh? I mean, if you have, if it's five of you guys and four of your friends are millionaires, you, you should, should be, be the five. fifth. Right. right. And, five, I, and then to your point about LeBron, and that's why, to me, LeBron is my favorite basketball player of all time. Not because of his, what he does in his profession, but what he does outside of that. Mm-hmm. And you brought him up. Because... Not what he did on the court, but what he did for Maverick, Rich, and Randy, or whatever. Like, oh, he became empowered, and he empowered his he friends. He put all his he boys put his, on. He put all his boys on. Mm-hmm. Rich got clutch sports. Right? Um, yeah, Rich got clutch, clutch sports. Maverick has Springfield um, Entertainment, Spring Hill Entertainment, as well as the Uninterrupted. Randy is his operations manager, or whatever. So it's like, okay, this is my guys. This is who I came up with, so I'm going to empower all of y'all, and y'all can help me empower. So when... I focus on my craft and basketball. Y'all can come with the business deals. Okay, we can sign off from this and we can keep it in the farm. So I feel like you can only, like you should keep your circle tight, but everybody in your circle need to be sharpening you as you're sharpening them. Right. right and if true. they can't have that ability, you put them in position to do so. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, but sometimes like, you, know, you might try to put someone in a position or you might try to like drop some jewels, but it's like, I feel like sometimes people try to, like, they self-sabotage themselves. Mm. Yeah, but that's what you need to cut out to. Not even, I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't. No, I mean, you cut like, that person off. I wouldn't necessarily cut that person well, off. Well, not really cut them, but I'm saying, <laughs> like, as a pretend. My whole thing is like this. It's like, all right, I'm going to work on me. And in yeah. working on me, it's my belief that, guess what? Just because you around me or, like, because I'm around you and I'm still trying to figure out myself, no. it's like, all right, let's say, let's say, we're friends. And you're, mm-hmm. like, doing, like, all these great things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, I'm still struggling to be me. Mm-hmm. And I'm still struggling to see, like, 
look at someone who's like doing something that I like I aspire like I look up to. I can't find no one who like inspires me. Mm. If I have a friend that inspires me and I have a friend that is doing things like all right, like I'd sit down, I'd say, okay, I wanna do something today and I just do it, you mm. know? Yeah. It's like I don't know. It changes the person. Like at at some point during that journey, you gotta sit down and say, "Okay, obviously something ain't working." Right, right. right? Yeah, and it's like you gotta be real with yourself. Okay. You know. So it's like, I mean, I can still be your friend, but I feel like naturally, you know, if it's not meant to be, then it'll fade because then it's like, yeah. all right, we can't relate on certain things. So then the conversation would be dry. So it's like yeah. okay, we ain't really like being around each other that much. Right. So it's like I can say, okay, I'm gonna distance myself. Because then it's just like even like with a breakup, you know. No, but not not mm-hmm. not in that scenario. I mean, like when they suck more than they they give, they oh, just you know, like leech. people who's like yeah, like yeah. train you. Yeah. Right. Oh god. Like you gotta I cut them. Ca- yeah. I <laughs> like a go cancer. missing. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. That no, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that. people that <laughs> suck and bring negative energy, bring you down. You gotta separate yourself because if you went, if you went, I don't, I don't to the situation, mm-hmm. and you're not trying to support. It's fine that you're trying to figure yourself out. Yeah. Go ahead and go figure yourself out. Yeah. But don't mm-hmm. take what I got going on from right. me mm. or whatever. Let whatever you got going on, let that can um be contained within you True. or whatever. And then when you get right, come back over here where I right. Mm. And then either we can add or we can do some type of deal, but we can support each other as we go through our life living process and as we grow as human beings. So, you know. Yeah. But I don't, it, it, you know, those people, like when you're talking to them and it's like, you feel drained, yeah, like physical, physically drained. Listen, I, I would like. I mean, if we like, if I just meeting you, it'd be like that. Probably be like the last time we like, mm, you know, right. talk. Yeah. But if it's like, all right, we cool, like we've been cool for a minute, like a yeah. hot minute. Yeah, I'd address that. But like, I'll be honest with you, every time like we talk, it's like I, I get drained, and right. this is why. Mind you, gotta know why. It's always yeah. a why. Right. So it's like if you negative. That's very draining to me. So it's right. like, I don't like people who like talk about other people. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, I don't want to talk about that. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about, I don't know, let's talk about, I'd rather talk about myself. I don't know, let's talk about, <laughs> oh, if so, you can talk about something Bible, someone talk bad about yourself and let's get right. on. Let's make right. fun of each right. other. I don't want to, like, no. Or no. some other stimulating conversation. Or if, right. Yeah. Or if you don't even have something to talk about, it's like, fine, just wait until you have something to talk about. Even, some general, like, right? You know, like yeah, silence yeah. even. Yeah, a lot yes. of people I feel don't. I like that's like, like a level of like friendship. Like if you just like <laughs> sit down and just be in, like silent like you just and chill. like enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. People think that's awkward, bro. Like they can't handle nothing. Man, even sometimes people have to have noise in the background, whether it's a TV, it's music. Mm. Like silence is awkward for a lot of people. They it feel is. like it could be the silence you're talking about, where it's comforting. Yeah. But they just feel like it's emptiness, and they have to feel it yeah. or something. Or they don't like dealing with themselves. Like you I know, just, yeah, that's that's the point. Yeah, because right. I I think that my friends they or whatever. Reality. I really know I cool with you if I could sit down like this. We don't have nothing. We don't have to talk. I, I in my head and you in your head. And then like probably 10 minutes go by and be like, mother flip Like we were like, mother flip Yeah, let's go this. Yeah, but like, yeah, okay, yeah. we don't got to talk to communicate. Like sometimes I like to drift in my mind. And like we can still enjoy each other company because, okay, you focusing on what you feel. I just chilling out. We ain't got to, it's like fun. You got to have some quiet time or whatever. Like we, like it ain't, Life ain't that interesting where I need to talk to you on a day-to-day basis or moment-to-moment basis. <laughs> For real, I don't care if you are, even if you are a billionaire, bro, 
Mm. Or whatever, mm. like you're not doing that much. No, I'm you're a billionaire. I won't talk to you every day. No, but I'm saying, yeah. but this is the thing you won't talk to me about how to become a billionaire, but you don't even want to talk to me about what I do in my life. If I won't talk to you about everything, bro. <laughs> so, no, yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, okay, yeah. if you're my friend, right? I'm a billionaire. That means, all right, let's say you're a millionaire, right? I saying, yo, I went to travel. Da, 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 da. You talk to me on a daily basis. Right. If you ask me what I doing today, right? And I tell you I ain't going on my yacht from Monday. Bro, I ain't doing nothing. I still on the yacht, chilling out, dr- like, you know. Like, right. I want to wait, what you doing on your yacht? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but say, yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> from, after a while it becomes it becomes normalized. Right. right. So I, it's like saying, right, it's really normal. It's like, okay, bro, it may not be normal for bro, you. Jordan say Kobe used to call him at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but see wanna know things, but I'm saying right. was Jordan was Kobe continuously calling him once he retired? Maybe uh, like I, don't know. Wait, I, I don't feel know. like it goes based off like the dynamics of the relationship. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Because I have a friend, my friend Kimmy, when we was in high school, I mean when we was in college. Like, we honestly could, like, sit down, like, because she lived inside, like, a private apartment. I don't even know what to call it. Like, that was, like, a private situation, but it was nice. Mm. So we'd be, like, <laughs> at the dining room table. Yeah. And, like, we honestly would sit and talk from, like, 8 p.m. until, like, 8 a.m. Right. Yeah. And it wouldn't Just be, like, sick. we wouldn't forced. run. Up, like, honestly, yeah. it wouldn't be forced. It'd be, like, time would, like, fly by so quickly. Mm. And then it'd be, like, oh, crap. I, I flies go. in, like, two hours <laughs> or, like, 30 minutes. Or, like, oh, I'm, like. An hour late for class, and I didn't realize. Wow! But like, I have other friends where it's like, I we just sit down and don't say anything, and I enjoy it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But even then, like with some people, when like they can't like they don't like silence. I feel like that was me to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And this quarantine had to like put me in that space to be like, okay, because I feel like to a certain like to a certain degree, I kind of was like running away from myself. You know, mm. so it was like I had to deal with me. And this quarantine forced me to deal with me because now I am, like, stuck in my apartment mm-hmm. for, like, months, three months, just, like, just being with myself, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. That's the and vibe, I envied bro. everyone else because I was like, yo, like, my <laughs> sister has my family. Mm-hmm. Like, every, like all my friends in the Bahamas, like, everyone could, like, drive the people over. Like, right, everyone yeah, in right. Airbnb. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. and, I just, you know, <laughs> and I just, you know, in New York, and I'm just, like, in this apartment, and it's just, like, Okay. <laughs> and mind you, I had a roommate. And so it was just, we barely spoke even. So it was just like, I was just there by myself. It's like, okay. Oh, y'all naturally never spoke? or No, I mean, it's just like, it's like one of those people, like, we don't have to speak every right. day. Yeah. It's like, right. Right. But it's like, when we do speak, it's like, we, we let things build up. It's like, okay, what happened this week? Well, this happened yeah, and yeah, this happened. Right. And we discuss and then we talk for like hours. And then I get tired because I get tired of talking after a while. Right. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I need, like, I need a break. She's like, I need a break. It's like, all right. Yeah, and then we just time. go silent for like another week and then we come back together. And we but even, even that dynamic for film people is weird, bro. Because like me, I like to be alone. I'm a loner. Like mm. this whole COVID thing, this preparing me for what I want to do later on. Like I'm going to go on an island and disappear from the world for a while. For real? You know, connect with no one. It's crazy. And then when I pop back in, it's a grand entrance, bro. I feel like everyone wants to do that. Like, with me, you know, like, you get them urges to be like, all right, let me just deactivate all my social media accounts. Yeah, I be getting that urge on a daily basis, but then I was like, fine, I got business and Real talk, like, I wanted to do that the other day. I actually did it. And I was like, three hours in, I was like, Rico, you have, like, you have to... You help people self-publish. Like, yeah. how are they going to reach you? How are people going to know about these? And say, yeah. You ain't reached to that level yet. You know what I'm right. saying? It's like, now nah, you got to put in the work. It's like, okay, just put yeah. in your discipline. Say, okay, you ain't going to respond back to 
you know, idle conversations yeah. and just mm-hmm. focus on work. Right. But yeah. But yeah, but, but yeah. like, you know, even with your situation, people be like, how you can live with someone and y'all don't even talk with us? Like, but back to what I saying, bro, life ain't that interesting where I need to talk to you on a daily basis, bro. I mean, it could be that. It yeah, could be, but, but my life ain't that interesting. Not every relationship. <laughs> you know, I feel like once you meet that right person, it's like the things you end up talking about, you were like, I'd never see myself talking yeah. about certain things, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. That's why I say it goes based over like the dynamic of, like, of the friendship right. and right. the relationship, yeah. But, but yeah, I'd like to thank Mr. Neely for chilling with us, you know, with this interesting conversation, you know. It's almost like almost two hours. Yeah, it's <laughs> I like this flu like ninety minute conversation. I won't hold up him up no much longer. But where everybody can find you, right quick. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram. My main account is Rico Neely two four two. I can follow you right now, bro. That. Okay, so my main account is Rico Neely two four two. All my other accounts are linked to that one account in the bio. So my modeling um account is Nuncy Speaks. That's N U N C Y mm-hmm. Speaks S P A K S. And then my food account is um, Cooking with Nancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cooking with Nancy. Nancy is yeah, N-U-N-C-Y. And uh, Be Published is really Be Published on Instagram. You can also find me on uh, Facebook. Uh, the Queen Esther Foundation. Mm-hmm. And uh, Be Published is, once again, Be Published. And we're going to have all those links in the bio below. Yes. This may have the Muppet. <laughs> you see that he got the Muppet chat. Oh, man. But we would like to thank you all again for tuning in to Everything Cool. Peace, love. Yeah, yeah, see. Yeah, more time. Mm-hmm.